What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Welcome to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. We are so excited to be able to visit with you today. It's a privilege and an honor that you have tuned in. Our guest today is Rob Schallenberger, and I am excited to join up with Big Rob. (laughs) This is Steve, the dad, and I'm excited to introduce what we are going to talk about today. Since my very early years as a business executive, I remember studying time management, buying every single book I could on how to be more productive and to get the latest techniques. (laughs) Well, since those early years, the world has changed. It's far more complex, it's fast moving, and it impacts every single one of us in a very personal way. It seems like the pace has just gone off the charts. And as a result, one of the things that Rob and I have been working on for the last several years is a revolutionary new approach to time management and productivity. It is research-based. It's scientifically engineered to help you maximize your efficiency, your performance, your productivity. And yesterday was a red-letter day for us because this book was released by Barrett Kohler Publishing, also their affiliate, Penguin Random House, the book Do What Matters Most is now available on Amazon and booksellers everywhere. And so today we are going to talk about the journey, what it's been like, what the purpose is, and and what Do What Matters Most really means. So to start us off, Rob, tell us about how the book came about and what this book is, uh, what's the content? What is it all about here? Yeah, well, first of all, I've got to laugh because I think we've done like 280-ish or so episodes up to this point, and this is the first time I've ever been introduced as the guest on our own podcast. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So kind of funny. Uh, But yeah, good question. And you know, this is a common question is how did this come about? What's in the book? And so I'll just give you a very brief description. And first of all, let me just say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have ordered the book, invested in it. I know that many people have invested in copies for their children, for their coworkers, friends, and we really appreciate that. And for those leaving reviews on Amazon, we deeply appreciate that as well. If you feel comfortable enough and you've read the book and you feel like it's been impactful for you, that would be hugely helpful from our perspective if you felt comfortable leaving a review on Amazon and sharing that on other platforms. So, you know, as our friends, we just want to say thank you, first of all, for that. And as we jump into this, yeah, let me let me give a little background on that. So most people know, Dad, that you and I started this company together about 10 years ago. And it was really founded on this research into what sets apart great leaders and high performers from everyone else. And, of course, we found that there are 12 principles of highly successful leaders that you see over and over in great leaders and high performers, those who rise to the top in their particular industries. And... 
We developed a training program around that. We've obviously spoken with organizations all over the world. And it was interesting because as we met with all of these different companies, there were three of these 12 principles that just resonated deeply with people. And we discovered clearly that there was an important area that needed to be researched further. And so this started our whole new arm of research called the Do What Matters Most Research. And it was really focused specifically on time management and productivity. And what we found was fascinating. So we interviewed more than 1,260 different managers across 108 different global organizations. Everyone can relate. We all have different challenges. You know, there's a fighter pilot term called task saturation. <laughs> and it's when there's, going, there's so much going on in the cockpit that the brain can no longer process all that's happening. And the one thing that we found across the board in organizations is this common adage of doing more with less. And so many people are feeling task saturated. And I don't know how you feel, but, you know, if you can relate, people are all the time talking about they're trying to balance time with their children or with their spouse. And how do they show up at work? And most importantly, how do they show up for themselves? How do we take care of ourselves mentally and physically, emotionally and spiritually and, and balance all of these things with so many demands on our time when we're feeling task saturated? And so that was exactly the problem, if you will, that we set out to solve. And it was interesting because in this research, we found that 68% of people felt like prioritizing their time was their number one challenge. Think about that. That means two out of the three people felt like this was the biggest thing that they were facing in their lives. How do they make time for what matters most? And here was what was interesting is that 80% of those same people didn't have a process beyond the all too common sticky notes and to-do lists. <laughs> I mean, there was clearly this huge gap. People were thirsting for something that would help them balance their time, schedule their priorities, and do exactly what the title of the book is, do what matters most. And most people just needed a process. And so this is why we wrote the book, Do What Matters Most, is to close that gap, to give people some powerful habits and a process to schedule their priorities rather than prioritize their schedule. In other words, to lead a life by design rather than live a life by default. And so in the book, we introduce it by talking about doing what matters most and why that matters, both professionally and personally. And then we introduce three habits, which only 1% of the population cumulatively applies. And these habits are life-changing. They will impact us as parents. They will impact us taking care of ourselves, like I mentioned, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And it will positively impact every area of our life, you know, relationships, both at work and at home and so on. So the three habits are, number one, develop a written personal vision. And we can get into how to do these later if we want to. Habit number two is to set your roles and goals for the year. Now, you talk about a vision. You know, you've heard the term vision before. You've heard the term goals before. But for as much as they're talked about, they're rarely done. And we found in our research that only 2% of people have a written personal vision. So can you imagine the alignment, the power that comes with habit number one? And then habit number two, only 10% of people have written personal and professional goals. So again, it's talked about often, <laughs> but it's rarely being done. And habit number three, which we'll probably talk about here this morning, this afternoon, is pre-week planning. And in our opinion, this is a powerful, life-changing habit. And in my opinion, it's the most important one because it's what takes it down to the daily and weekly level. And that's the book. It's three simple yet powerful habits 
that will help and empower a person and teams to do exactly what the title says, and that is do what matters most. And it's something that we're all thirsting for. We all have challenges. There's people out there that want pieces of our time, and it's just a matter of balancing that so that we don't let the big things slip through the cracks. So there's the big picture on how this came about and really the nutshell version of, of what the book entails. So now let me flip it back. Since I just mentioned that there's three habits here, let me flip it back to my dad and make him the guest. <laughs> ah, okay. Hey, well, that's a good introduction, Rob. So let me just ask you. So of the three habits, personal vision, roles and goals, and three-week planning, which is your favorite? Which do you think is the most important? If you had to choose choose one, and I know it's, it's not fair to say just choose one because they're all three important, but what would be your favorite? Uh, you know, as you asked that question, my mind instantly went to a symphony or an orchestra performing and where you've had the chance to listen to a symphony and their and the beautiful music that they could perform. And when you go there, you don't go to just listen to the trombone section or the percussion section play by themselves the whole, you know, performance. It's how they come together that creates this beautiful masterpiece that's moving and and just takes you to another level. That's exactly the way these three high-performance habits are. It's how they work together that is so amazing. So you're right. It's hard to have a favorite. I mean, the vision determines the direction. And when you have that, it's inspiring and compelling. And and you can add to that uh, maybe a bucket list of significant things you'd like to accomplish. Well, those could, that's, that's transformational in a life. And once you have it, it, it defines the direction. And then, of course, the annual goals by your roles that's really inviting each one of us to think about, well, what is the very best for me look like this year, 2021? And how about next year and the year after that? So you take one year at a time and circumstances change. And so as you think about each role, say personal, for example, how about my fitness? What can I do this year to be the very best condition that I want to be? And then you do this for each area. How about your spouse or partner? What does it look like? The very best that I can do that's transformational, that puts us at another level. It's writing notes to your spouse or significant other. It's going on regular dates with them. It's buying them flowers three or four times during the year. So this is where we use the imagination and innovation and apply it at all levels of our life and create the excellence before it ever becomes a reality. And really what you think about is what you bring about, right? That's what the vision and goals, now you're set up to win. But how do you make it happen day in and day out, week in and week out? And where does the rubber meet the road on the execution? Well, that's probably my favorite one is pre-week planning because it's where you see it happening and you see the results of it in your own life. I'll just give a couple of examples of why but it's built upon having a clear vision and having annual goals. I was looking at those this morning. So one example, pre-week planning is where you take a few moments during the weekend in a specific way. And if you have our Becoming Your Best Planner, you know that you just put in your roles during that little planning time and then say, okay, what actions can I take by each role this week that are the most important things I can do? And so today, a little bit later today, I'm going to San Francisco for a couple of days. My vision as a grandfather is to stay close to our grandchildren, right? Now we have 21 grandchildren. (laughs) That's a huge blessing. 
And so my goals for the year are under grandfather is to write four postcards from somewhere in the world to each one individually. So as I was sitting back and I reflected on my annual goals at the beginning of this week, I thought about my trip to San Francisco and I thought, aha, this is a perfect opportunity to write a postcard to the grandchildren this week. So under that role as family and friends, I put a write postcard to the grandchildren. So I arrived this afternoon in San Fran. Guess what the first thing I'm going to do when I get into the city? It is I'm going to look for 21 postcards. I already packed my uh, stamps, and then I am excited to write a personal note to each one of them. So that is a good example of where the rubber meets the road. How do you actually make it happen? So what would have happened if I didn't actually plan that in or didn't do pre-week planning or have the chance to reflect about the role? I just think, Rob, this is a good one. Uh, People, every single one of us, every single one of you, the listeners, are looking at ways of how can you find peace? How can you find a calmness in doing the things that matters most? day in and day out, week in and week out, that bring you great satisfaction? How can you maximize your relationships? How can you maximize what you're doing as a CEO or a leader, a coach, a teacher, whatever it might be? This is the way to do it. And it's really extraordinary. So I would say, Rob, that's one of my favorites. The fruit that it bears is lifelong and makes such a difference. Okay, so, all right, well, let me bounce this back to you then. That's kind of one of my favorites. How about you? What's one of your favorites? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just be pretty succinct here. For me, it's easy. It's pre-week planning. You know, other people say different things. Some people say the vision has changed their lives. Habit number one, and that's great. Uh, Some people say, like you, you know, it's the roles and goals. But for me, it's pre-week planning. And it kind of builds on what you said for the same reason. At some point in our life, We either know people or we've been that person who have had goals, but they never make it past the goals phase. They just go into a drawer. (laughs) And it really is pre-week planning that takes it down to the daily and the weekly level. A lot of our listeners know that we are doing this eight-week breakthrough leadership conference virtually. So one meeting a week. Well, I was just meeting with a group last week, and this particular person has been doing pre-week planning now for several months. They went through the training previously last year, and he now has his entire team doing pre-week planning. He made a comment. He said, there's been such a transformation on our team because each one of us, and this is him talking, each one of them will do their pre-week planning prior to coming to their Monday morning meeting, and then they essentially do pre-week planning together as a team. In other words, they have a weekly alignment meeting around what matters most as a team after each one of them do their pre-week planning individually. And his comment was that that team has started doing so many things that they never were previously doing because before they were always just in reaction mode. You know, what's going to show up today? And I think that's the power in pre-week planning is that it allows us to sit down and ask what we can do rather than what we have to do. And typically with to-do notes, it's have to do, right? Well, we have to do this and that. I have to go get groceries. But like this team, when they sat down and consciously looked at their different roles and asked what they could do, not what they had to do, that is what transformed the dynamic of that team. And, of course, the results are what followed that, and, they, and they're having their best quarter ever. And so for me, it's a pretty easy answer. It's pre-week planning. I've been doing it for 23 years. I know you've been doing it for longer than that. And 
it's really what our lives revolve around. Outside of outside of the spiritual, that would be the number one habit that I would recommend to someone is pre-week planning. So let me ask you this. I just started to talk about teams, and let's shift the discussion over a little bit to the impact of these habits on people and teams. So we've seen this. We've done the training now through the years. And from your perspective, how have you seen these habits of vision, roles and goals, and pre planning impact people's lives, you know, outside of our family? So you look at the different teams we train and things like that. What's been the impact of these habits on people's lives and teams from your perspective? Yeah, this is one that we see all of the time. And we hear back from our customers and clients, associates, friends of the impact that this is having. I'd like to just share one story that has stuck out with me over the years. And that is with a Pepsi executive. We're teaching a company, working with a company called Buffalo Rock out of Birmingham, Alabama. They're the third largest Pepsi distributor in the world, been in business over 100 years, great organization. And we were teaching these very things, these three habits to them and got to pre-week planning. And under the role of father, this Pepsi executive put down, call my son. And in the process that we teach in the book, uh, it is, first of all, decide, think about the role, just like Rob was talking about. And then what action or actions can you take this week that will have the greatest impact on that role, which is, I might add, really an inspiration to do this as you apply your imagination. He put down, call my son. And then the next step is, when will you do it? And you put it into the calendar. So I noticed as he was doing this as I walked through the room, and I said, so why is that a big deal? And he said, well, it's a big deal because I haven't called my son. I haven't talked with my son in seven years. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I said, okay, this is a big deal. (laughs) And I noticed he put it down Wednesday evening at 7 to call his son. And I I asked him, I said, what happened? Do you mind if I asked what happened? And he says, yeah. I said, we are in an argument, and we just haven't talked since. And uh, I said, well, I have one recommendation. That is write down his phone number right there on Wednesday so that, A, you don't forget, and B, You don't have to think about it. When you see it, you just pick up the phone and dial. I was going to go back six months later to follow up with this uh, group, a terrific group. And I just couldn't wait to go back and talk with him. And so I went back six months later and I made a beeline for him. I was really interested to see how this came out because I knew how important it was for him. And I looked at him. I said, well, how did it go? I said, did you call your son? He said, I sure did. And he said, you're not going to believe this. We couldn't remember what the argument was about. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He says, this has changed my life. He said, we talk every single week now. He said, we are like best of friends. And I just don't know how this could have happened. He said, because of this, he said, I'm happier. I'm more at peace. He said, I'm a better executive. He says, but it goes a lot further than that. Uh, my son had three children that I didn't know about, and they now have a grandpa, and I have grandchildren. And uh, so it, it's pretty amazing. As I thought about that, uh, Rob, and for our listeners, I thought, well, why didn't he call them at year three or year five? And the reason is, is because we just get so busy doing stuff, we don't think about the things that are most important. And so they can just get pushed along week after week, month after month, and year after year. And 
the very fact he took a moment to just reflect upon his role as father during that pre-week planning, that weekend, he knew what he needed to do, that that was the most important thing of everything he could do. And it's had a huge impact. So, Rob, we see this impact professionally about as leaders focus on the things that have the biggest impact, employees that they should call, people they should stay in touch with, go out and do a ride along with employees and pretty much a game changer. Thanks for asking that one. What's been your perspective on that? Yeah, you know, just building on that was uh, we'll just stay on the theme of premium planning since that's where we're at. Okay. <laughs> and I was just I have the book in my hands right now. I'm looking in chapters seven and eight, the power of premium planning and how to do premium planning. And I'm thinking of some of the stories in the book about people's lives who has changed. Of course, it's changed our lives. And I want to really just share this with people who are listening to this today because we mentioned in the beginning it was research based. In the book, you're going to read about countless stories and how people use these three habits have transformational impacts in their personal lives, their relationships, and their organizations. Here's the research behind this. Pre-week planning will empower and help a person to accomplish 20 things each week that they wouldn't have done otherwise, at least. So the promise is that a person that does pre-week planning will increase their productivity by at least 30 to 50%. Now, that's just a number, right? That doesn't mean anything (laughs) until you translate it into what that really means, which is... It's making time for your son or daughter. It's making time for your coworkers or your clients, a a birthday call. It's writing a thank you note to a key client. It's developing your strategic plan. It's going on a date night with your spouse or buying flowers. It's exercise, meditation, yoga. It's taking care of yourself. As soon as you translate it into those things, all of a sudden numbers make a big difference. So let's take that as the baseline. And I want to share this with you in the, in the spirits that, man, I, it'll hopefully blow you out of the water, at least your your mind. It did for me. If a person is doing 20 more things in a week on average than they would have done without pre-week planning, let's fast forward that over the course of months and years. So over the course of a month, that's 80 additional things. Over the course of a year, that's 800 to 1,200 additional things in a year that a person will likely do with pre-week planning that they wouldn't have done otherwise, especially when it's in alignment with habits one and two, vision and goals. Over the course of the next 30 to 40 years, that's an additional 30 to 40,000 things in your lifetime that you would do that otherwise probably won't happen without these habits. That's mind-blowing. And so when we say that it really does help us do things that we can do rather than what we have to do with our sons, our daughters, you know, our coworkers, our children, whoever it might be, these are transformational. And, you know, I was just on a podcast yesterday with a group and we were talking about this and the three people in the room after we were done with the podcast that Rob, this just really resonated deeply with me. This just came at the perfect time. One of the analogies we used, and I really want to make this point is your most important role is personal. Your most important role is personal or self. And think of it this way on a cake. When you have a candle, we've all done this at some point before in our lives, right? Where you light the other candles. (laughs) Well, think of our lives like that. We have to have our flame lit If we're going to light another candle, so if we're going to show up as a parent or a spouse or as a sales rep or as a manager, then we need to first show up for ourselves. We need to have our flame burning in order to light other flames. And that's why that personal role and being so conscious of it is is so critical. And vision, goals, and pre-week planning force us to sit down and say, how do we take care of ourselves? And we know this with COVID and everything else going on in the world. 
you know, there's been a big rise in challenges, mental health, emotional health, physical health. And this is what we were talking about after the podcast was over is they just, I mean, she just, we, I gave one of the ladies a hug and, and she was talking about how important that was to her with four children is she's got to take care of herself. And it's not just her, it's all of us. And so that's why that personal role is so powerful. And every week sitting down as part of pre planning, looking at those different roles and asking what matters most. That's why we can so confidently say it's life changing and that a person will accomplish 30 to 40,000 things more over the next 30 to 40 years than they would have otherwise. And here's what I love about this. It's all with less stress. It's not more stress. It's less stress. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of it. And so I'm, the only thing we can do is invite you. If you haven't already done this, to get the book, read about the habits, and then apply them. See what impact they have in your life, and then share this with your family. Share it with your friends, your coworkers, the people who matter most to you in your life that you care about so that they, in turn, can apply the habits. So there's my brief thoughts on this. I mean, we could share story after story and just do a podcast on stories, but really, it ultimately comes down to an individual decision and discipline to apply the habits. So that, that that's my thought on that. And, you know, it's interesting. I'll just, I'll just share one thought here. We oftentimes talk about the professional or the work environment, but the reality is this can be most impactful in our homes. And, you know, work will come and go ultimately with time, right? And we want to show up when we're at work and really give our very best there and perform and be engaged. When we get home, we need to do the same thing. And, you know, I have four kids. My oldest son is 19, and then we have three daughters. These are the habits I want my daughters and son to be applying. I want my daughters to have a written personal vision, to know what their goals are in each of their roles and what that looks like, things that can focus on so that they can move towards the future with an eye on the future and still live in the present and, and maximize the present and be present. And I want them to develop the habit of pre-week planning so that they're really thinking about themselves and how they can show up for others as well. Every week, what are the things that matter most in their various roles? So these are the habits I want them to apply. And so just as important as it is in the professional setting, this is critical in our households with our children, you know, with our brothers or our sisters, our spouses. And it's funny, since we're doing this together, father, son, which is just awesome, by the way. I remember when my dad paid me to read a book in high school, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it was one of those key points in my life where things started to change. And because my dad did that, I'm turning around and now doing that for my own children. And so I'm paying each one of my kids 50 bucks to redo what matters most. And then write a one-page book report. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if my dad realizes that, but that was one of the turning points in my life because my teenage years were challenging up until about my junior year. And then a lot of things started to change. And this was one of the catalysts was my dad paying me to read that book and engaging my mind in ways that hadn't happened up to that point. So I just want to ask you, because I don't think I ever have. <laughs> uh, do you remember that story? Paying me to read that? Book? Absolutely. Yep. What happened? I know why I'm doing it for my kids, but why did you do that? What was the thought behind it? Oh, that's great, Rob. Good memory on that. And, uh, uh, you know, this is the uh, concern, I'm sure, of every single parent that, that has children. How do I help equip them with the tools and the skills they need to be successful in life? And so, of course, uh, books and gaining different perspectives of things that help them be successful are right at the top of the list. And I'm thinking, okay, how can I do that as a dad? <laughs> how can we do it as parents? And so I took the best books that had impacted my life and uh, just bribed them. <laughs> I knew they were motivated by money. Uh, some of them are just motivated by candy. 
But anyhow, as they got a little bit older, you know, into their teen years. So absolutely, I did this for every one of our children, and they all responded, by the way, every single one. And that was the idea is what can I do to fulfill my responsibility so they have the skills to be among the very best at what they do. At least they have a fighting chance, right? And I think that's also what we do as leaders is what can we do to put into the hands of our associates, our employees? And could in Rob's case here, we're talking about fulfilling the parental role to help them have that edge. And these are the challenges. Uh, Rob mentioned some of the statistics that, you know, it's the 68% they rate as the number one challenge, and yet 80% say they don't have a process to be good time managers. Well, this is a prime opportunity to put in people's hands solutions and a skill set that gives them the cutting edge. I've got to give a shout out to my business partner, Dave Clark, and also the numerous leaders with Synergy Companies. Man, they are all over this. This is exactly what they do. They jump on it. When they have a resource like this, like Do What Matters Most, they put that into the hands of everyone of our associates. And it makes a difference. And these are what we see in the best companies uh, and organizations in the world is that attitude. How can I put these type of things in our employees, associates' hands to give them that edge? So I see that. And I think that's one thing that makes a difference. The way we open our trainings when we do this is that do what matters most is both a mindset and a skill set. And a person, whether it's a son or daughter or an employee or team member or coworker, or us, <laughs> a person can only perform at the level of their current mindset and skill set. If we're asking for something beyond that, then we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. You can't ask for something that goes beyond a person's mindset and skill set. And this is the whole point of why we're here on earth is to grow our mindset and skill set. And so I love what you said that from the perspective of a leader, we want to equip our teams to succeed. You know, I think of some people like Mike Halka, my great friend at Hensel Phelps. He invested in 150 copies to start with. He's going to give that to a bunch of leaders throughout his organization. They'll give it to a bunch more, you know, in months to come. Steve Palmer at Thrive Life and, and all of these different people who have invested in books for their teams. That is what a great leader does because they're equipping their teams to grow their mindset and skill set and in turn produce at a higher level. And this is one of the things that you've reiterated numerous times, and it's what we do as leaders, is it's our jobs to grow the people around us so that they can perform at a higher level. And, and that's a great way to do it. So I think we're going to get ready to wrap up. Anything else? Any other thoughts on Do What Matters Most that you want to share, Dad? No, but it's a thrill to work with all of our friends that are listening. And thank you for the impact that you have on so many, uh, for the partner that you've been in this journey of sharing your experiences that's helped us all do better. So Rob, uh, help our listeners find out how they can learn more about this and then let's wrap it up. We're at the end. Woo! Goes yeah, fast. Quick, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so for those that want to get the book, simply go to Amazon. That's probably the easiest place. You can find it anywhere else though. Barnes and Noble, any retailers, very simple to order. If you want to order bulk orders, go to dowhatmattersmostbook.com. And there's a button there that says bulk orders. So very simple. Like my dad just mentioned, I also want to thank you. You know, you are the thing that makes this engine go, if you will. You're the people that are behind this, applying the habits and sharing it with others. Our vision of becoming your best is to reach a billion people. <laughs> 
we know that's a pretty lofty vision and in some sense is difficult to measure. But the whole point is we're on this journey together. That these habits are life-changing. They will improve relationships. They will help people regain their health and literally save lives and help people live longer. They will transform the way that we show up in our professional and personal lives in every sense of the word. And so we want to get these habits to as many people as possible. And so to do that, if you feel comfortable ordering it from Amazon and leaving a review, we would deeply appreciate that. That helps the algorithms at Amazon. And for those that have purchased anything from Amazon, you know how when you buy a product, it then goes on to say, hey, if you like this, you may like this as well. Well, that's what it does is it starts to promote the book the more that you promote it. Or in other words, by leaving a review, it does have an impact. So if you would feel comfortable doing so, we don't ask for favors often, but this is one time where we would ask you for a favor, and it would sure mean a lot to us to help this movement move forward to people all over the world. Uh, we're in the process of translating it now into numerous different languages, so that'll be coming in the, in the near future, and we really just want to give you a heartfelt thank you, you know, a long-distance hug. We're all in this together. This is a journey of life that has plenty of challenges, and the hope is that each one of us can be a resource or a coach, or a mentor to other people as well. The hope from our side is that this book, Do What Matters Most, will be a great resource in your hands in being that mentor, that coach, that parent, that leader, you know, whatever capacity you have. So again, thank you so much. Amazon's probably the easiest place, if not any other retailer. And you know, I'll end this with one of my dad's quotes that he's been quoting for years, and it's become one of my favorites as well, and it's this. The one ship sails east and another west. By the self-same winds that blow, tis the set of the sail and not the gale that determines the way they'll go. In other words, in this journey of life, we all have this figurative wind at our back. And the question is, how and will we choose to set our sails to catch that wind? And do what matters most, in our opinion, is a powerful way to set our sails to catch the winds of life. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day and a great week. Okay, Rob. Now, just to add one thing to this, and thanks for Rob's wrap up on that. That was a great wrap up. I want to give a shout out to Thebalt Relicon. Thebalt lives in Belgium. And I was just thinking about Rob's last comment there. Uh, he is also being a transformational leader. Uh, he just uh, purchased 20 copies of this for his team. And uh, that's, a, that's a good example of that, of setting the sail that makes the difference. So thanks to each one of you, and we'll sign off and have a good day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.